0: Wait, they opened up a little small tracking dam called it Dixie Speedway and uh, they wanted to get some black drivers and uh, they thought they didn't know who to approach so they went to the police department to find out what black guys had speeding records things like that. So they told them they want somebody to drive a race car to see me. So that's
1: how I started racing.
0: Earlier, trying to become the first African American driver since Willie T.
2: Ribs, and join Randy Bethea and the great Wendell Scott. He did every—I mean, he—he he drove the car exactly what he did exactly what the car wanted him to do. He got out early. It was it looked like a little tight, but he kept in the throttle and he got a good lap. And wow, way to go! Bro. There you go.
3: Woo-hoo.
0: That's it, man. Tony Schumacher wins. He is the champion for an eighth time. But Antron Brown, if Tony Schumacher loses, becomes the first
2: African-American to win an NHRA title. 376,
0: Antron Brown is the top fuel champion. Yes. These need to be the best seven laps of Darrell Wallace Jr.'s life. That was a good first part of it right there.
2: Turn number four, Darrell Wallace Jr. is going to get
0: wins the Turkish Grand Prix and is a seven-time champion of the world. Get in there, Lewis. What a way to do it, mate. What a way to win your seventh world title. I'm going to say this, and, and, and we need to get started. I guess I'm going to be in this, but bonte's attitude Right now and in, in every episode that Your I'm a part attitude of is too, so is shut up. is, is, is it, it encapsulates the beginning of the old negro spiritual to wipe me down. <laughs> I show up to the club, VIP, oh, no. gas tank on E, but all the drinks are on me.
3: That's how this that. shows up every week. Praise God.
2: And there's Lordy our Lord.
3: intro. <laughs> that's, that's, Lord. That's, that's our intro. Right
0: there.
2: Oh god. Alright, let's go. That's
3: let's go. All right,
2: y'all. Welcome back, episode 12. Can I do math? Episode 12. Time to catch the vibes. Um, I'm hosting this week. It's Jared. Um, Art's here. Danny's here. Bonte's here. Carl's back, but in a minimized role. We have a really long show, y'all. Y'all ready? Let's get it.
3: Absolutely.
2: All right, let's kick it off. SRX season finale last week. Uh, Jonathan Davenport. um, wins the season's finale of Lucas Oil. I thought it was a good race. I thought uh, Clint might have put something on his mind if he would have caught him.
0: I mean, you know, I, I guess I'll lead with this because I was there. First of all, I want to say going to an SRX race changed my mind entirely about SRX. I did not care about it prior to going to one. And I will say wholeheartedly to anybody that can hear this, if you have the opportunity, go. The fan experience is great. It, the cost factor is minimal. The cars put on a really good show. Um, you know, I think had it not been for JD, there's like four or five different drivers that probably could have won that race. It was really interesting to watch. Um, and probably one of the few times in my career I actively rooted for Clint Boyer because um, locals were going nuts, um the last couple restarts and there was one where i think it was uh marco went down into one washed everybody up and the whole track got quiet like everybody gasped because they thought that he had just wrecked davenport but it didn't happen but yeah it was fantastic i'm so excited i'm so glad i went um shout out Gooden 24 on youtube that's who Invited me. It was awesome. Um, go check him out, but yeah, I love it. And I really hope I get to go to one next year.
3: Yeah. I feel like they do a good job. Most weeks of putting on a a show that's worth watching. Um, I've said on here a few times, but like it really scratches that middle of the week racing itch that I have. And I just want to see something competitive, uh, The only thing that's, I guess, a negative for me is that I'm not a huge dirt guy. Like, I've never been a a big fan of dirt racing, but I can appreciate it. I think it's a skill that can be developed and honed in. And so I definitely think they'll be back next year better than they were this year. You know, you have to give a big shout out to Ryan Newman winning the title. Um, That's a throwback name that always is close to NASCAR fans. So to see him do his thing was really impressive. So, yeah, no, it was a great showing, and I'm looking forward to seeing them again next year.
0: Um, I didn't watch uh, SRX all season, but Carter was a good race. You no, know, You know, Carl went. Um, happy for Ryan News won that championship, though. What a legend. What a legend.
1: Yeah, SRX is fun. S- SRX is always fun. It's not certainly... Uh not the most uh, scientific thing out there, um, for want of a better phrase, but it's just silly and enjoyable. Uh, Everybody goes out and has a great time. Um, Yeah, Clint was driving like a man possessed, uh, uh, particularly in the latter stages of the race. Um, And generally, like I said, it was just, it was fun. Um, You know, congrats to Ryan Newman. Um, hearing Ryan Newman winning anything, frankly, is uh is kinda it's kinda nice to hear. Um, you know, the last about five, six years of his uh, NASCAR cup career didn't really bear much fruit. Um he was a good so. crush to me though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta <laughs> so so I gotta admit like when I saw him because like, like before the race they do a Q and A deal and they bring out three drivers at a time. And I saw Ryan Newman, and I was like, "There's a guy who I thought was dead for about 16 minutes. I thought I just watched him die." And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy to see him win. But um, uh, apparently, I didn't I didn't get to see this. Apparently, that Tony Stewart, I guess, got bored and decided to interview Ryan Newman while they were racing under green. Did any of <laughs> yeah. y'all see that?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was pretty wild. Like, that's probably one of the the big innovations that they've done that I really like. Uh, I don't think it'll ever be done anywhere else, but uh, it's very interesting. Clint, I think, was trying to, to run down the leader, and he was just like, yep, yep, working hard. And, like, you can hear in his voice, like, this man is fighting <laughs> that's, a that's the wheel.
0: That's the same thing Joey Lagano was doing for Kyle Bush. That was too funny. Oh yeah, talking okay. to him mid race. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's the race that uh, Kyle Busch had won when it happened. Right. Was yeah. And and then also, so I found out that apparently there's a bit of a rivalry between um, Davenport and Clint because when he had a dirt team, uh, Davenport drove for him, and I guess their relationship did not dissolve so well. So I, that's kind of why the gloves were kind of a little off. Uh, a few times through the night watching those two race each other, but yeah, I thought that was <clears throat> a cool ordeal anyway. So yeah. And I, they've I, already. I, I, uh... do wanna, I do. I'm sorry. I do want to share one one other thing, and I'll shut up. Um, so, races in Missouri, uh, we counted four black people there, including myself. Um, but but the weirdest thing that happened to me. Was that I was getting a hot dog and this older gentleman, you know, gray haired, stopped me and was like, I love your shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. And he was like, stand still. And I was like, what? And he took a picture of my shirt. It's a Wendell Scott shirt that Harris Lou did, you know, it, I think uh, came out last year, right? And uh, and then he was like, yeah, I know the Wendell family and then walked away. And I see that guy for the rest of the night. And I was like, that was it's a really weird experience, but, um, yeah, it it's pretty – I don't know, man. I'll say it is, Carl. I mean, I, I ain't going to lie. Carl had the cowboy boots
3: on with the jeans on. Dude was looking lavishly, trying to look clean. No, I'm playing, man. No, that is fire. Hang on. Let's go back for a second. You said this let's man told you that he knew Wendell Scott's family. Yeah,
0: well, he said he knew Wendell Scott, and then I turned to Dylan and I said, "Well, I don't necessarily know if that's exactly possible. I mean, it could be, but the guy looked because he looked considerably younger. I mean, Wendell Scott today would have been god nearly close to a hundred years old, I'd imagine. Because um, I think he was born in, in like nineteen twenty or something like that. So, like." <clears throat> um yeah, I mean, so I don't know that he he might have known Wendell's kids, maybe, but I don't think he knew Wendell Scott. But yeah, it was it was a weird occurrence. Um, but yeah, that was that was it. So well then,
2: um, ESPN really likes this relationship with SRX. They've already got six dates next year. So shout out Tony Stewart, keep doing what you're doing. I would say the other person he affiliates with, but how feel like going there tonight? Um, moving forward, let's start on the NASCAR side of things. Xfinity, Sam Mayer sends it, and the one ruining Ty Gibbs' chances <laughs> when he gets <laughs> his All right,
3: you're
2: the you're the Sam Mayer lover. Do you agree with what he
3: did? First of all, lover's a bit strong, but whatever. I would say that Sam Mayer fans, you're an admirer. He- We eating real good right now. Like, that's the thing. Like, you have to know. I'm sure he did. But, like, if the roles are reversed, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. Like, he's going to drive you off into the corner and take the lead. Like, so you have to be aggressive there. Like, we've seen what turn one at Watkins Glen is like. It's, It's chaos on the late restart. So I was pulling for him. I saw some people on Twitter saying, oh, he doesn't have that dog in him. Uh, on that last caution and uh man came through came through clutch he tried to back play and say you know uh he wheel hopped it and he might have but hey a dub's a dub right so you have to take it and against ty too like it was the ty gibbs show like the entire race I mean, it was a bit of a snooze fest for 98 percent i feel like because everyone is five seconds behind it so, for it to get snatched away at the last possible second, that's a pretty good outcome for me. You can also see that Todd Gibbs also threw shade at us and Mayer, too at the end. He said, some,
0: some, some, looking forward to getting my 13th like that. I- I'm like, wow, it's just like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I really like the fact that you can tell they obviously don't like each other. Uh, oh,
0: oh, we I know want, that, especially how awesome was.
3: Yeah, like I want people to outwardly hate each other and and try not to wreck each other, but to race them way harder than they would anybody else. I love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, especially when, especially when one of those drivers is in Cup full time. So it's like, racing him hard has no impact on week to week deals. Absolutely. But oh, I, Oh yeah. Did you watch the Xfinity race? No. All right, but, but, <laughs> but, 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 but <laughs> oh boy! But I will say this though: um, uh, me personally, I don't think that Sam tried to wreck Ty Gibbs. But oh, here we go. It is what it is, I guess. But um, Sam got got that got that dub. Wait, win. So
1: yeah. Anyways. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, it was, I mean, up until the final restart, yeah, it wasn't a particularly interesting race, frankly. Um, you know, the argument of, you know, wheel hop versus not, I honestly, to this, I think it's utterly immaterial. Um, um, Sam talk, saw an opportunity. He seized it. Um, you know, uh, carpe whatever. Um, and uh, he uh he, I mean he got the win. Um and yeah, and the the uh pit lane reporting back and forth was uh was amusing. Um yeah, this is uh yeah, you smell that? It smells like
2: beef. I was hoping to see Ty Gibbs try punch a man with his helmet on again. That <laughs> went over really well the first time. Um <laughs> post race, uh Sam says that Fans should be happy. And Xfinity regular wins. Uh, Ty Gibbs counters and says, "Check my trophy case." Do you think that we legitimately have a rivalry now in the Xfinity series?
0: I can lead off with of this a little bit. Um, I, you know, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I think that I don't. I don't know. if Ty has any more starts this year? I guess the role will maybe. Um. But I, I, you know, no, I, I don't think so, man. I mean, because Sam doesn't have any upper mobility right now. Um, as far as getting into the Cup Series, I don't see that happening. And, and Ty certainly is. By the time they race together again, probably going to forget this whole deal. But um, you know, how crazy is it that Sam Sam Mayer is leading the win column for Junior Motorsports? That's you couldn't have, you you couldn't have paid me to believe that in February. Um, but you know, I, I, as far as that reg deal goes, I mean, whether he will hop or not, you know, if I'm Sam Mayer and I'm behind a guy that nobody really likes as far as fans go, and he's not a regular, whatever. I mean, if I take him, I but he gets out, us. I'm, he gets yeah. us, Carl. He oh, gets dude. us. Oh God, I, you know, whatever. Who cares? I mean, about you know, but um, I don't. I saw some people crying today about. About the, the he gets us thing, I'm just like I I can't be bothered with it. But anyway, but um yeah, I mean you know, and in, in, like I said, Ty's given his fair share of shots, and and I saw somebody say it best like he has a couple coming to him. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't come to him this year, and um you know, and and it's just part of having to having to learn. I mean you know, quite, quite frankly, I love the Infinity series because it's always Nepo babies beefing. Um, I think that's great. We need more of that in America. Uh, so, you know, it, it, but yeah, I mean, that's cool for Sam, you know, but, um, I, I, Tosh just, you know, he's going to have to learn to lose like Kyle Bush did. And then that's, that's it, you know?
3: It's interesting. Like, you know, that meme where it's like the calm dog next to like the wild wolf animal, like that's like, that's Ty Gibbs, like in the cup series, he's very nice and like, he's not wrecking anyone. And, you know, Oh, I'll, you know, I have to run 15th this week. I'll take it. He goes back down to the Xfinity series. <laughs> he's a different
0: animal. Broadway, like, streets,
3: Right. Like he's a different animal. And uh, I think it helps the fact that he's got by far the best car on the field in the Xfinity series. But, you know, I, I kind of disagree with her. I think like, Yes, they will not cross paths for the rest of the year. But we know that like drivers have really long memories, and they will hold a grudge for a while. And you know, I'm not expecting Sam to make the leap anytime soon. But I do think eventually he'll make it to the Cup Series. Uh, you know, a door will open for him, and I'm hoping they just go right back to it. Like keep the energy alive. Start, you know, subtweeting each other in the meantime. Like give me, give me that spark in the meantime until he gets up there. So hopefully that's what will happen.
2: Yeah, man. Um, hmm. We'll come back to the Xfinity series here in a second. Um, Moving on to Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. William Byron shows up, didn't get a Mickey Mouse win, put himself in victory lane. Um, Was that his fifth win this year?
0: Yeah, fifth win this season. It was, in fact, his fifth
2: dub. Well, dang. Well, dang. Um, which y'all think? Does this is give him the right momentum? Is he back? Is he telling Carl Larson, "Don't remember who I am"?
3: I mean, is he back? If he was ever left, I mean, I don't even think of like Willie B as being like that guy so far in his career up until this season i mean he's been fantastic this year i would never pencil him in for five wins uh especially at this point in the season like it's still you know still got over 10 races to go um he can be a threat at a lot of these tracks that are still left in the schedule uh you know he definitely had some luck uh you know with other folks isn't having misfortune that we're going to touch on here in a minute but like when the is open, you know, the money's on the table, you got to walk through and take it. And like, they execute it. They did their job. And, you know, he ran well at Watkins Glen in the past, um, both in Xfinity and Cup. So like, this wasn't a huge surprise. I had him as one of my picks to potentially win going into the weekend. Um, so good for him. I mean, great momentum, but it was just, it was a tough race. I think for a lot of folks it's really hard to pass. So, if you're able to get up front and get in that clean air, I think you had a huge advantage and they were able to stay up front most of the day.
0: Um so this was the fastest race in Walkers Lane history, like the like the last of uh, race. I finished finished like an hour or something, it was like 1972. So so this one, like the one of the fastest races this season. Um overall the racism wasn't really that good. Um, William Byron got the dub, but but overall, we are we, we happy for obvious reason. Young, we'll get to that in a second. But like, it was races. I right. only even though we had one caution, Chase Elliott, lordy lord, Chase Elliott <laughs> ran out of gas because Alan Gustafson thought that he had uh, three laps left with, with the gas. Nope. <laughs> it's
2: Dante, you you bring up a you bring up a good point that leads us right into our next topic let's talk about that yeah. how are you it's 2023 these cars are more digitized than ever How do you get it off that much was like now from my understanding using the the diagram of the car you know you have the the pickup and the other pickup did he think that they were somewhere else with more banking where the fuel could actually get to the pickup like how do you how are you that like Dead off, like car dead off.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, and if I can pick up real quick, I think there's two answers to that, right? Number one is, you know, again, we haven't run Watkins Glen without stages, and I don't know, six years now. Um, and number two is Hendrick ingenuity, right? So I think people are kind of forgetting everybody all week long is like, you know, Oh, how did they not know? How did they not know? I'm sure that they knew. Right. I'm, but I'm also, I'm sure that they, they thought that car specifically could make it the distance. I'm not saying it was cheated, but I'm saying that there may be a different component. You know, obviously Hendrick manages, they build those powertrains, They know that stuff in and out. The, the mapping could have been different. The, the way the, the flow was, I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, there could have been something internally that all, that everybody involved thought like they could make it right. Um, there's a lot of Alan Gus, Gustaf- Gust- a lot of Allen hate. They can't say Van Gisberg. I can't say Gustafson, but um, a lot of Allen hate. I'm like, that's, you know, there's a lot of variables at play. It wasn't intentional. If Chase didn't come out and like just blast them for it, you know, then there's nothing else that's, that's there to be said. But I will say this, Denny Hamlin – is probably the if when he retires from racing, he should be a wrestling promoter because he knows exactly what he shouldn't say and says it. For this man, I don't know if y'all listen to Actions Detrimental, but he pretty much blamed Chase Elliott and said this is Chase's fault. I, personally, if Tyler Reddick did the same mistake, or 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 Denny Hamlin did the same mistake. Or Martin Truex did the same mistake. I don't think Denny would have said that, to be honest with you. So, I, you know, I don't know. I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, side note to all that. But, yeah, it was kind of embarrassing to see.
3: Yeah, I mean, we put so much. And by we, I mean, you know, the collective NASCAR universe. We put so much stock into Chase at Watkins Glen, right? Like, he runs well there. He's won there a bunch, like, if he was going to win a race, this would be the one that you would pick, especially if you have to clinch a win to get into the playoffs. And, yeah, I mean, the idea that you could make it around three laps at Watkins Glen with a gallon of gas left, I just don't know why anyone thought that that would work. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be very interested to to see what that Monday morning meeting was like um, and, and what was said about that. But, you know, to Carl's point about what Denny said, yeah, if you're the driver and they say, yeah, we're going to have you run three more, bump that, like, I'm pulling in next time by, because I know there's no way this thing's going to make it, even if you're telling me that, like, at a certain point, you have to call an audible and override, because if you're the driver and you say, I'm coming down next time by, they'll give you some gas, trust and believe, they won't let you sit there on pit road. Uh, So it's just, it was really surprising, like, that's a team that like, you don't see that kind of a fumble typically you know like no team is perfect but that was a catastrophic failure that they just could never recover from um and you know now they have to go all in again at daytona and chase has run well at daytona but he doesn't have the best track record he's not known necessarily for being the most prominent super speedway racer uh in the field so It's one of those things where you just wonder, like, how did you guys get that this wrong? Especially, like, this is the week you have to be the most buttoned up, right? Like, you have to execute A++ this week. If you do that, you probably win. And they just choked it away. So, if you're a Chase fan, you're probably really frustrated. But, you know, that's racing.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny kind of talking about this. Because, you know, there's lots of debates about, you know, this... You know, this race generally outside of that caution, you know, being a bit of a snoozer, you know, and it's funny, I always kind of enjoy these races because I talk about, you know, kind of the purity of it and, you know, being kind of acknowledged as, you know, the one person here who, broadly speaking, appreciates um, F1. I do enjoy things like this, but, you know, you talk about calling, you know, audible. you know, if there's, you know, you, in Formula One, you do see driver strategy overrides periodically where it's like, no, this is... Where the driver at least feels like that is absolutely incorrect, and I am a little surprised that Chase didn't do that, because um, you know, like you said, you know, these drivers, you know, they know just through running these cars, they know fuel mileage just as well as uh, um crew chiefs do. And yeah, there is a gallon of fuel. You are there. Isn't a snowball's chance that you're making it three cha- three laps around Watkins Glen. Um it's funny. I th- on uh somebody on Twitter did the mass I think it was uh Botsi, uh, Tatarevic, uh did the uh fuel mileage uh calculations, you know, so roughly MPG. And it was something like, you know, four foreign change. Yeah, like
3: four point four or something
1: he, like that. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, and it's like that is well,
1: beyond, you know, to my, you know, cutesy little, you know, road car brain that's Absolutely horrendous. But, you know, more to my point, you know, on a gallon of fuel, even at, you know, modern uh, performance road car at full chat, you're not getting three laps. You know, let alone one of these things. Um, So, yeah, no, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for the money of the competition meeting. Um, Because that could have been either deeply uncomfortable or very, very funny or some combination thereof. Um, but I suspect, you know, suffice it to say, this is probably a mistake that will never, ever, ever happen again, no matter what.
3: Yeah. And like, just to go back for a second, like you could tell after qualifying, you know, he missed the second round of qualifying and there's that clip that everybody's seeing probably by now where he's in the car and he's like, you know, I missed every corner I could have or something like that. I mean, he looked really frustrated, looked really dejected and it's like, you're starting 11, right? You're not starting 31st, but still, like, that pressure to execute, again, knowing like, you missed eight, nine races, whatever it was, and then to come out here, and then the team collectively, you know, drive, crew chief, car chief, somebody, like, all these, all of these links in the chain that failed at at some level, uh, you just have to feel like that team is probably doing a lot of soul-searching this week, and hopefully they can recover in time for Daytona if they want to make the playoffs, but it just seems like they were just pushing too hard this weekend and probably just overthought it.
0: Well, well, we'll save it for the Daytona, chat, but um, I, I just, I just want to say real quick. I don't know. Are we, are we going to talk about the the racing in general a bit?
2: I mean, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like, it's genuinely. I thought Watkins Glen was amazing. Now I will say this. No caution to the NDA was boring. The track's too big, couldn't hold my attention. We talked about that last week. What with Watkins Glenn, it's like a minute ten a lap. Like the race actually went by really, really fast, obviously, like Vontae said, but I didn't mind the racing. It was actually fun and not having stages at Watkins. Like it was actually that awesome. I agree.
0: The uh the only road course probably the road course race that, that I really enjoyed and you know for I reasons. but like outside of that yeah the race has been smooth even though, even though it really wasn't good but in my opinion I thought it was cool
2: so it was cool but you didn't think it
3: was good what's that mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. next question
3: yeah Sorry. I mean like I'd say like, Watson Glen, yeah, for me, it's my favorite road course on the schedule, too. I appreciate the, you know, the technical turns of it. I love the bus stop. I love that it's probably the fastest road course I think we can safely say on the schedule. Uh, you know, we've talked to him before. I will continue to bang the drum for no stage cautions anywhere. Never mind a road course. like get rid of them everywhere. Uh, but I think this race falls into the bucket of a lot of races where, the 2023 cup car isn't very good outside of intermediates. Um, It was a race where no one could, you know, make up ground through the field. The tire fall off was consistent across the board. You couldn't save tires. Um, If you gained, I think Bubba gained two spots on a restart. And like, he was the biggest mover of like that run, just because he was able to jump them on the restart because he's that dude on restarts. Um, But the car is just, too forgiving, I think. Like we've talked before about the brakes, you know, the shifting, like all of these different factors that this car just does not do well right now on road courses. I, again, I don't know like the full details of like what went into making this car, obviously, but they clearly have to go back to the drawing board um because it just should have been a lot more exciting than it was. I'd say it was an average race for 2023 for Watkins Glen as a whole, though. It, be a a bit of a disappointment by comparison. Uh,
0: You know, yeah, I mean, it it certainly was um, disappointing to be a Watkins Glen race, uh, I think. But all in all, I mean, sometimes in racing, you just have green races that are just good. It's just good racing, uh, you know, uh, the quality, I guess, is good, even if it's not side-by-side and stuff like that. And I think part of it that, you know, um, you know, the guys were able to really follow each other and, and stuff like that and not able to really gain up, gain on guys kind of made overtakes worth watching. I mean, overtake, overtakes more important and significant. Like I listen to Radioactive and like Richard Childress was like over the moon that Austin Dillon passed Tyler Reddick for 12th. Um, well, know, that's because it mean, was Tyler Reddick though. Well, yeah too, but I, you know, I mean, look, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm all aboard no stage cautions. You know, I think that that whole deal is run its course. Um, and you know, where everybody's over it. Uh, but it's just, like I said, it, it is just the ultimate level of irony that, you know, we go to a schedule for the June six car that only raced good at 750 tracks, like road courses and like short tracks. And we introduce this car and it, it has, it, it is the opposite. It's a total flop. And meanwhile, we have stopped going to all these intermediates. We've, we've destroyed Texas for the most part. They've, 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 they've ruined Atlanta. Um, And so now it's like, well, now what do we do? So I don't know. I mean, I think that in a way them going green like this and any two, I think is going to have them go back to the drawing board and trying to figure out how do we make this car better? Because it's very glaringly obvious, but that aside, I thought it was cool. I mean, you know, I, I almost kind of prefer the way that the race ran than, you know, uh, sitting and watching the race till 6, 7 p.m. Um, because of multiple restarts from, restart from you know, yellows caused by restarts. So, caution, precaution. So, I don't know. I thought it was all right. I mean, um, you know, congrats to William. And, um, you know, glad Bubba ran good. I was, just, I was just about to talk to you about that, like, on, on, on that
2: topic. Yes. Um, so we'll go ahead and move on to our 23-11 corner segment. Um, Tyler and Bubba both finished where they qualified, uh, giving Bubba one of his best uh, road course finishes. What y'all think about?
0: it i ever seen in my life, literally. Proud part I that I, like, watched, I, watched the, I watched the whole race, obviously. But seeing Bubba... And a top ten majority, totally all race besides caution. His lows was like fourteenth. Came back up and finished twelfth. Held, held his ground, held his race. Got really good stage points. I'm um, I'm so happy that that man ran, ran really well on a roll course. His worst, his 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 worst finishes at at that roll course. Like literally. Proud of man, proud of team. Got a three three point plus plus uh, buffer onto, onto Daytona. So nerves for sun, nervous for Saturday. Even though I got a little faith because Bubba at uh, Daytona summer has been has been pretty good. Like the last two was like second and eleventh. But if he held his ground for Daytona, we should be in the playoffs. But 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 for but for Hawkins Land. I am proud. What What? a performance.
2: Ty Gibbs needs to still fall out of a tree and break his foot. Um, go ahead, Art.
3: Maybe he needs to go snowboarding this week, right? How's the <laughs> hey, snow? find some snow. Go to <laughs> Australia or New Zealand yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I, this race is about all you could hope for if you're a 23 fan or Bubba Wallace fan. You know, qualified well, surprisingly well, ran really well. Um, The only thing that really messed him over was the chase caution. Uh, There was a clip earlier in the week that came out that said that that was the very lap that they were going to pit. And so you know, if that happens one lap later, he probably finishes in the top 10 because he was running seventh and eighth uh, for a good portion in the middle of the race uh, and then just got cycled back, I think to 14th and then was able to come back and finish P12. But All in all, I mean, this is the kind of day that you have to have. Uh, I think if you look back over this summer stretch, Bubba's been really, really consistent. He's been the most consistent of any of those cut line guys. Um, The only person who's had a better summer stretch is probably McDowell, only because he got a win at Indy. If you take that performance out, I think uh, the 23's been better overall. So it's exactly what you could hope for. You know, got a nice buffer, Yeah. They can point their way in, potentially. Uh, I'm still very worried about the new winner scenario coming same. next week. Same, bro, same. Like, Daytona has shown that it can be very unforgiving to people on the playoff bubble. So we'll see what happens. But as far as this week, you know, pit crew did their thing. Booty made good calls. Bubba drove the wheels off it. So, you know. I'm gonna give them all an A for this week, which is—it's rare for me to give the whole 23 crew an A, but I think they definitely earned it this week. That was by far away probably the most satisfying 12th place he's ever had in his career. But
0: even though even though it wasn't a top 10, P12 and ran 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 great on the road course is a, is a W for me. And stage points made a W for me.
1: Yeah, these are. Um... I talked about it a little bit on uh, on Twitter after the race. Um, you know, this is honestly, I rate this as certainly one of his, uh, probably one of his best career drives. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a P twelve. It's certainly it's not the most glamorous thing in the world um, on the surface of it, but you know, road courses have traditionally been a struggle uh, for him. Um, with particularly, funny enough, like Coda and Watkins Glen being particularly bad days, typically. Um, so for him to drive as well as he did all race, I mean, he drove well, he was on the pace. Actually, at one point, kind of, I think it was like part early stages of, uh, stage two, he was one of the fastest cars on track. Um, which is, if you had said that to me this time a year ago, I would have called you stupid. Um, (laughs) But that aside, yeah, I mean it was it was just it was a phenomenal drive. Yeah, if it weren't for um Chase's caution, this would have been a top ten. Um, you know, I don't think either twenty three eleven cars really had the pace to have uh, fought for the win. But all thing all things considered, this was absolutely fantastic. Um You know, and, you know, I certainly know you guys have talked about it before. You know, there's been lots of chatter in the group chat. You know, these couple of road courses are going to be a big question mark of if, you know, all of the ground, you know, gained um, was just going to, was going to vanish in two races. And that hasn't been the case at all, which is a surprise, but a pleasant one to be sure. Glad you brought that up. I told y'all on Twitter that I was gonna go scorched
2: earth about this road course thing. I don't want to hear another word. Don't you say anything else about Bubba Wallace's road course performance? It's done. It's next. He did what he had to do last uh, at IRP last week. It was unfortunate. We got a got a new winner. Doesn't matter. He did what he came to do. Handled his business. That would have been a sufficient points day had Michael McDowell not won. And then Sunday, he finished twelfth, one of his best, um, one of his best finishes. As Bonse alluded to, um, you know, he was very emotional in his post-race interview about how proud he was of himself and how he had to reach out to get help, to get advice on how to be better and how to get better without, you know, ridiculing you or getting too far in your head where you can't perform. I don't want to hear shit else about Road Course and Bubba. Um, you know, speaking of that, um, you know, Bubba's always been a huge proponent, huge component being opal about his mental health, um, always seeking out help, advising people to get help, advising people to be better. Um, personally, you know, I think, you know, that that's a win, obviously not because he's just an athlete speaking about, you know, his mental health, but that's also important, you know, as a black man to come out and tell other black men that it's okay, you know, to not be okay, Um, in essence, um, and to give, you know, an olive branch or, or help, or just let people know that it's okay to, to talk to somebody. It's okay to want to talk to someone. There's nothing wrong with you if you want to talk to someone and get these thoughts and feelings outside of your head. Um So I was, I was super duper proud of him. It got me choked up a little bit just because it takes a lot to admit your faults as a person, let alone no on national television. So um to that point, um Carl bonte Well, Carl, real quick, add, I, I, I let like you
0: speak. First of all, everybody, let's get a shout out to Scott Dixon for that. Now, I'm going to tell you why. Scott Dixon told Bubba to shut the hell up. You did for a reason. And he's right. Bubba, you are here for a reason. NASCAR driver, you win. Literally, a a damn good driver. That's my language. And and he belongs in the sport. And I'm I'm grateful to have Bubba Bubba Wallace in, in, in the sport of NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, and, and and you said it, I think best. Vontae is, he belongs here, and and there are a lot of people that I think question like, why is like why is it worth talking about? By the Wallace finishing twelfth, right? You know, and uh, obviously he has certainly a large contingent of fans that the NAS, just like with Chase Elliott, that NASCAR feels like we have to highlight his stories. But I think, moreover, I think it's incredibly impressive that just the growth he's been able to put forward being in the environment that he's in. Right. I think, you know, you go from being at the 43 and, you know, having to kind of worry about where that program is going to be on a year to year basis. You know, I mean, they, they go to, uh, to Charlotte in 2018 at the Roval and, in early in the practice and he drives it through the carousel and, and, and destroys the car to the extent that, I think they wound up only taking one car to Talladega the following week um, because of that accident. And, you know, and I, I can only imagine, that, you know, self, self-doubt is a, is a huge, huge thing, right? You know, I mean, it's just like um, and it runs true in all of our lives, you know, and, and it was a big moment for me to see him say, look, I," you know, I just had to take a step back and understand, like, when you say things are not going to be um they aren't gonna be you know and i mean we all experienced that in our personal life i'd you know dealt with that conversation around weight loss and, and 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 followed the path that he's on and has been successful so um yeah it was a huge day to see him be able to put himself in the right place mentally but also just from a skill standpoint be able to do what he needed to do and learn what he needed to learn to perform and i think without that caution he would have had a great day i think it would have been you know much more noteworthy but that's what I love the most is the progression he's had and in, in showing up every week and being like, I belong here. I think between this and North Wilkesboro, there the, there are in Charlotte, there are those three are drives in and of themselves. This is your alone, that if somebody's like, What is Bubba Wallace done? I'm like, these are great examples of why he belongs in the conversation, why he belongs in power rankings, why he belongs on NASCAR's posts on Facebook, that people are like, why are you putting Bubba in the thing? Shut up, shut up, shut the hell up. Uh, You know, because like I said, yeah, it's it's fantastic and just really over the moon with that. And win, lose, or draw next weekend, knowing that he's been able to put forth the effort and, and, and learn and better himself to put himself in the best position possible, despite outside factors that he can't control, makes me so incredibly proud of him as an individual. And I'm so glad he's a part of this sport and he's giving me somebody to root for it.
2: Bring us home, Mark. Bring us home.
3: Yeah, I mean, just to echo a lot of what's been said here, just the fact that the the amount of growth that, that Bubba's shown over the last two years, both as a driver and seemingly as a person, I think is huge. Uh, mental health is something that i've dealt with as well in my life and like it's hard sometimes you're your own worst enemy sometimes you're your own worst critic and you know there's been weeks where well, i had a bad week or crashed and said something to the fact that i should be replaced next week and things like that and you know it's hard when you're in that position where it's such a high pressure job but it's also hard when you're just a normal person right you've got nine-to-five life and you've got Whatever you're dealing with. Um, So, to have someone go through the valleys that he's been going through uh, as an athlete and as a human, and to see him seemingly overcome a lot of those, both mentally and professionally, I just think it's really encouraging to see, um, you know, even if the results aren't showing, like I'd love for him to have five wins right now instead of the 24. But even if he isn't having those kind of results, that type of improvement. I think it just means the world. And so like, you know, you just want to encourage people to just keep trying, like, right. Just keep digging at it and, and having that belief in yourself, I think it's just so huge. Um, just really believing that you can do something And that's, you know, to Vonte's point about Scott Dixon, just telling him like, you can, you belong here, like whoever you are, wherever you are, like you belong in that space. And you know, trust and believe in yourself to, to get through to the other side. And seemingly he's turned a corner, you know, as a driver. And again, like from a mental state. And I just think it's just so encouraging to see and, and to echo like a lot of we, the things we've said here, like you're just so proud of it. You know, you're so proud of the work they put in. So I'm hoping that as we turn the corner and, and, you know, get to Daytona, that it pays off, right? Like you do all this hard work and you drive and you work and work on yourself. To, to get the result that you feel you deserve right now, obviously like there's 20 other drivers that feel like they deserve to be in the playoffs, of course. But if you're the 23, like you'd love to see that payoff at the end, right. Just to have that opportunity to go and compete for a championship. So hopefully they get it. But I mean, even if they DNF lap one, like this season has still been a huge success in terms of just his growth as a driver. And I think, you know, the future is really bright for Bubba Wallace. I think it's much brighter than I would have expected it to be two to three years ago.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and before, sort of, before we, uh, we, we close this out and move on, um, I do find it interesting talking to uh, Scott Dixon because, you know, mental coaches is something that they, IndyCar utilizes uh, quite heavily, actually, uh, for stuff like this. Um uh, I was listening to um, The Race uh, and uh, their IndyCar podcast, um, and they had uh, David Malukas uh, on today's episode, and he talked about talked about that, and especially being at Dale Quinn racing another sort of, you know, kind of medium size ish you know, team that tends to kind of punch above their weight, and when they have these kind of up-and-down weekends, talking to somebody to basically just kind of remind them, you know, you are that guy, and so it was cool to have you know Scott um do that, you know for bubba and and yes, you know, mental health is important kids. you know, certainly you know, you know more than you know my fair share of uh bad days, you know, and a lot of the uh you know mental turmoil that comes with you know realizing acknowledging and then existing as, you know, a public, you know, as a trans person. uh, You know, that's a (laughs) a difficult existence sometimes. Um, And uh, it does, it takes all of the gravitas in the world to sit here and be very honest about that on national television. Um, So certainly big props to Bubba for doing that.
2: Absolutely. Um, while well, we're talking about 2011 and bubble, um there's a lot of rumors swirling. Um there might be a change of the guard at 2311. Um it's rumored. Um, well, I'll say this first. Um Denny said on Actions Detrimental this week um that his driver's deal is done. It's on his desk. His pen is sitting beside it. He's currently waiting for the 2311 deal to get done with Toyota and waiting for the JDGR alliance um deal to be buttoned up as well. But with that, um, seems like Ford's doing some really heavy recruiting um to try and get twenty three eleven to to switch. I stop there, that's part one. Y'all you buying or you selling of uh, the potential change to Ford?
0: Um, I don't want to be honest, I really don't do not want um uh... 20 to go to Ford. They are, they are perfectly fine with uh, Toyota. I know that Bubba likes working with Toyota more than uh, the other manufacturers, right? Yeah.
1: I, yeah, they I mean he know. was
2: he was their development driver, so I feel like they they do have some stock in Bubba. Yeah. But I I ain't actually that.
0: Yeah. So I feel like they should stay. I don't want to go to four in my opinion. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I'll pick it up. Um you know, man, I mean not to be long winded, but you right, so the so the twenty three eleven deal as it stands right now officially is, is this. Um so there's been some rumor some talk of, well, 2311 doesn't get help from TRD. That's not what's being said. What's being said is like, look, we don't necessarily want to be in line directly with JGR, meaning that what JGR does can be detrimental to our operation, i.e. furniture Row Racing, right? And so what they're saying is, look, we want to be able to stand alongside Gibbs in Legacy as a Toyota team, not a Toyota team affiliated with Joe Gibbs. I totally get that. Then he has to play for longevity here. He wants to retire an owner. As far as the Ford thing goes, if the money's there, if the charters are there, if the performance is there, they're getting a new cup card next year, I'm confident in it. If that's a move that, that they feel is best, i'm I'm behind it. I think that there are a lot of things going on at Ford right now that we can question, but I don't think that we know in the end and um, you know I, in, you know so i am if 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 Denny and Michael decide this is the route we need to go and I'm sure we can talk more about it in the second part of this combo I'm not mad about it i I'll go out and buy blue oval shirts. I don't care. You know, because I don't what I don't want to have happen is two years down the road, all of a sudden they have a falling out, you know, between Gibbs and, and Denny 23 and, and, and TRD. And now it's like, OK, now we're forced to go somewhere else and we cannot get the same deal that we were offered beforehand. And now it's a big step back, you know. So, I mean, I, I trust them, you know, do whatever you got to do, man. I mean, you know, the the, the history's there.
3: Yeah, I think with the first part of this question, I I feel like it's it's tough, right? Like you can say that like Toyota has been so critical to Bubba's development and like 2311's development, but yeah, if you're a second tier team on a manufacturer that doesn't have that many teams, that's not a good look. And we've seen, you know, having jgr hand-me-downs affect 2311 performances with pit crew guys for both cars for multiple years they might have three four five more trophies if they had an average performing pit crew over the last two three years so it's interesting like i've never been a big ford fan but i'm like hey whatever gets you the best stability the best resources uh you know, like, like we've said here, like playing for the long term. Uh, I think we're going to talk about the charters here in a minute. That's to me, I think it's the biggest factor. Um, but as far as the whatever manufacturer they go with, I I guess I could support Ford. I, I was a Chevy guy growing up forever and I, I converted to Toyota for Bubba. So. Of
0: course.
3: Of course. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Gordon drove a Chevy. No. So that's all I needed to know right there. Like that was it for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if they go to forward, like, I'm fine with it. As long as, like, the team is getting that support and, like, they're saying, like, look, this is an A-plus deal. Like, this is by far the best deal we could possibly get. Then, hey, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um Yeah, it's it, it's curious. Um Curiouser and curiouser, uh, as uh, Hemingway once said. Um on paper, I don't certainly don't hate the idea. You know, we've watched um, you know, McDowell in front row and we've watched them, you know, ostensibly make big strides here these last few weeks. So there's certainly something to be said moving for Ford. It in theory would put you and actually RFK for that matter, watching, you know, those teams, you know, even though you would think, you know, the Penske boys, you know, would kind of run things for the Ford camp. And we've watched them become increasingly more competitive so there is something to be said for some amount of upward mobility uh moving to forward especially yes with the arrival of the um, s650 uh, chassis or based I guess more accurately um, cup car next year um, it would be a significant amount of egg on face for uh, Toyota given that the, you know the whole point you know especially in adding legacy is the idea of getting a couple more cars. Uh, For the Toyota camp. So to pick up two. And lose two. um, Well it would be very funny. (laughs) Um, But it is. um, It's diametrically opposed. To sort of what their end goal is. So I do think they have some. Vested interest in. Well frankly. They have a vested interest. I think in placating. uh, Denny and Michael. Even if they don't necessarily like it. Um, Because I think it'll making them happy will in the long term make Toyota happy. Um, you know, yes, you know, much like, you know, the rest of you, certainly the optics of, you know, moving to Ford. Yes, you know, same thing, you know, certainly I grew up in GM's backyard. Um, I was a stone's throw away from their global headquarters at uh, the uh, Renaissance Center growing up in Detroit. So, yes, in NASCAR, I was always, uh, you know, Chevy and Pontiac, you know, until Pontiac left um so yes Still the hard. ideas Still yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> but so yes the optics of uh potentially adopting for it is um that gives me some cause for concern but that is just purely a personal purely a mental thing um if it would work out for 23 and 11 in the long term to be with fourth then i mean go for it art you want to pick up
3: yeah i mean i you know i i think we're going to talk about it here but like the biggest thing for me which is much more fascinating <laughs> is the idea of them getting additional charters Ooh. and the idea of potentially scaling up to being a four-car team Ooh. to me to me like that's where the real plays come in right that's the big money now ah. uh And so like the idea, and and we talked about this and I've mentioned this before, but the idea of like a Bubba, Tyler Reddick, Denny Hamlin, Zane Smith, question mark, pairing. I just find that so fascinating. Like I would love to see that. Like I'd love to see that the 11 and the 23 in 2311 be on the same team. Uh, I just, I would love to see that. I know like it costs a hundred million dollars and probably another hundred million to develop it, but I just think like that puts you right at the forefront because if you look at like Toyota, right now, Joe Gibbs racing, the only four car team out there. if you look at Ford, there's no like dominant team like there is like at Hendricks or with JGr. So like you would if you go to Ford and you get two charters, like you're instantly the number one team I would have to think in terms of pecking order just because you've got all of that talent you've got all that horsepower there no point no pun intended but that i just think would be so exciting for me to see uh and that's the, those are the questions like the conversations i really want to know because we heard all this last year right with uh with kyle bush right oh he's gonna be here for life oh we've got the deal ready we just gotta figure out abc oh, and what yeah. happened Oh, yeah. What happened? He, he left. Wait, so, he left.
0: went to RCR.
3: So, like, until, like, there's an announcement, like, pen is put to paper, I don't believe anything. You know, like, like Jared even said earlier, like, Denny knows what to say in the public eye. And he knows to say, like, it's not good for him to go out there and badmouth his current team, especially when they're about to make a push for the playoffs and for a title. So, like, yeah, publicly, I'm sure I'm saying, yeah, everything's great. Nothing to worry about. But we don't know for sure. Like that's what's actually going on behind closed doors. So four car Ford team versus a a two car Toyota team. Those seem like a really compelling argument to make the switch. Like that to me makes me then much more excited to make the switch.
2: So to to loop y'all in on what uh, Art alluded to, um, there's also rumors in the garage that SHR is going to go from a four car team down to a two car team. And if they do, Those uh, charters would be up for the bidding. Personally, I think that's a smart move for Tony and Gene. Get that money, make your two cars ultra competitive. As you can see, we've seen what a two-car, four-team can do. Um, But that's where the charters would come from. I think Denny wants to race for his team. I think Denny's building a beautiful, beautiful race shop that can house four cup teams for a reason. Um, I think it's time to go championship hunting and if you can have four cars that can help you in your time of need. Uh, um, it's game time. Carl, what you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of moving pieces to this. Um, the first thing I want to say is, you know, if I'm David Wilson, I'm looking at Joe Gibbs like uh, like Big Worm uh, looked at, at Smokey. You know, you playing with my money as I playing with my emotions because <laughs> – I mean, because you, you look at it, and it's just like you know how you know how many what ifs have we lost due to you know the gives benevolence. I mean, we you know Furniture Row, obviously Levine Family Racing. Um, you know what could have been there. Um, you know, uh, obviously, you know Kyle Busch. And you know, this time last year, we were hearing all the same things. You know, to some extent this is going way back part of the reason michael Waltrip suffered so much was because they had reached an impasse on sharing information and kyle bush was vocal about that way back in the day you know i mean look coach gibbs has got what he wanted right he's got time in the cup card his organization so i'm gonna start off by saying this i don't think there's a massive incentive honestly for coach to try to make something work um i think that you know obviously he keeps high praise from toyota if they put a deal together but if not it's like well look i've got martin for another year i've got donnie morris and bass pro shops i've got you know i would i've heard brandon jones is going back over there on the on the community side of things you know um they can put together something and, and be okay so but Anyway, as far as the charter deal goes, I wouldn't be surprised, and there is some wording to it that Ford cannot directly help Michael and Denny purchase these charters, but I would be amazed if there weren't any business-to-business dealings in the back end that incentivized a $100 million investment from 2311 into two charters and making it a four-car team. You talk about longevity, these charters are money. And we're right in the middle of a new TV deal and all this kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, if I'm Denny Hamlin and I'm looking at, you know, look, I want to make money as an owner when I retire from racing. Well, you know, I can make more with four charters than I can with two. So, you know, we talked about this some weeks ago. You know, is the is, is the twenty three eleven brand big enough to house Denny Hamlin? And we all agreed, yeah. Even now, it's August. The season ends in November. It'll be September next week. I, if they, in October, announce they're going to Ford, they're going to show Daytona with four sponsored Fords with Zane Smith and Denny Hamlin. So, you know, I, I really think this, put, this really is a make-or-break moment for Gibbs, honestly, because, like, there's a much more lucrative offer on the other side, and I'm placating you and saying, look, I want to be loyal to you because i'm not entertaining this much better offer but you need to hurry up and give me exactly what i want so you know i i don't know man it's 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 a very interesting process and to speak to the shr thing i think it's been obvious for a little while that there is certainly other interest from both owners right i think gene is trying his hardest to cover up the fact that he's making money off the russians fighting ukraine Uh, with his cnc machines and i think that tony is much more interested in his fiance and drag racing and srx and you've got four poor performing cup teams three i guess because kevin made the playoffs um you know i i i I, I i could personally see the end of this year or even in a month or two where they agree to sell the Tartars for the 10 in the 41, you know, because one car is self-sponsored, the other car, Smithfield, the sponsor is leaving. And they just, they divvy up the money from the sale. Gene gets part of his investment back. And he goes off to fight the war in Ukraine, I guess. And and Tony gets money to, to sponsor Josh Berry, because from my understanding, Josh Berry does not have a lot of sponsorship right now. So... I, you know, I mean, um, a lot of moving pieces to it and definitely something that I didn't see coming a week ago. Um, but, man, I'm excited to see what where it heads because I don't know, man. You know, change energizes us. This could be a really big change.
1: Yeah, it's... Um... Well, first of all, in an in a amendment uh, to your statement, no, Gene will just shuffle that money into his perpetually underperforming F1 team.
0: Oh, right, right. Yeah, because... <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, certainly downsizing what uh, Stuart Haas would make sense, because, you know, we, it's, it's a horse that's been beaten to death. Kevin is the only one who seems to be able to extract anything of note um, out of SHR at the moment. Everybody else just seems to just kind of trip over themselves for you know, 30th every week. It's absolutely appalling if I'm being honest. Um, So, um, yeah, certainly if they, you know, sell those and and uh, Joe, uh, Frankly, Joe blows it again and, um, you know, 2311 goes packing. Um, yeah, expanding, you know, taking those charters and expanding, you know, to a four car out would be super duper duper cool. Um, yeah, I didn't uh, know you guys had a conversation about that already. But yeah, that would be I think the team can absolutely sustain that uh, a four car op. Um, you know, the idea of having, you know, the 23 in, or the 11, sorry, in 23, 11 would be super cool. And frankly, it's a shame that it would have potentially, because of course, none of this is absolutely set in stone, but we saw how um, Joe Gibbs silly season went uh, with Kyle Bush and how monumentally that was squandered. So I'm not inclined to, uh, Leave a word coming out of you know anybody who's connected I'll, to Joe Gibbs or Toyota right now.
0: <laughs> I, that is, uh, at 11, if 2311 goes to four, I am genuinely not surprised about the decision because the way out Joe Gibbs and David Wilson be it, it, it that just me.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering what that conversation is going to be like. If you're Toyota, you go to Joe Gibbs and say, you know, in what. 18 months maybe, maybe even less, we've lost. Kyle Bush, still a champion contender. Denny Hamlin, still a champion contender. Tyler Reddick, champion contender. Bubba Wallace, playoff bubble driver right now. Potentially another driver, maybe a, a Zane Smith as a future piece. Like These are not small names. These are not field fillers. Like, not,
0: yeah, exactly.
3: Like Y'all like the
0: biggest name that, 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 that um... Biggest name on the list was Kyle Busch, the guy that gave y'all the most playing in the Cup Series. And y'all let him go like it's nothing. And that's that's sad. I, I'll say this though, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, and we were talking about this very thing a couple days ago, and um, I'll put this out there. You know, I think that I, I'm sure Zane Smith has some offers right now that he's working through, and. And Harrison Burton has said he doesn't know what he's doing next year. And so there's a lot of different moving pieces right now to that. I would not be surprised at all if Joe gets an inkling that the Ford deal is gonna happen, that he doesn't snatch Zane Smith first. Um I I would almost bet on that happening more than both 23-11 switching to four, then going to twenty-three. 11 and them getting Zane Smith, unless, you know, Ford tells him like, stay put, don't do anything right now. Um, that is a really interesting piece because my question is this, if if they don't get Zane, who apparently is being sought after by different people, who, who do they get for the fourth car? Hmm. That's right. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. There's no, yeah. I, well, I mean, there's a couple names. I mean, there's, you know, Cole Custer. There's Ryan. Rose. I guess. Uh, <laughs> ew. Nah, we're all right.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm good, I mean, bro. I, I nah. mean,
0: you know, I, uh, you know, as far as all that goes, but I mean, I don't know. think that anybody else is a free agent this year. I, I mean, which. In reality, I guess at the end of the day, owning four charters and having three cars is better than owning three cars and having three charters. So, you know, I mean, if they got both of them, they had to hold on to one for a year and lease it out. Hey, that's more money for them, I guess, you know?
3: Yeah, I think they have to just look at it as like a long term investment, right? Like you said, like it's worth sitting on it or, or leasing it for a year, you knowing you're going to have it back. It's only going to appreciate in value. Like These are not going to ever get any cheaper. That's a pretty safe bet at this point.
2: It's just interesting how, you know, the last, well, with Kyle Busch and the Denny situation, they chalked it up last year that Kyle didn't have the sponsorship money. Well, Kyle's team just netted a brand new, new to NASCAR sponsorship. So that's not the case. Um, And with Denny, as we know, FedEx is going through FedEx things. They're pulling out. What does Denny do? Lance, a brand new sponsor that's never sponsored the sport. Sounds like Joe just has an ego that he wants stroke and he wants to be the sole and only number one Toyota team for the rest of his natural born days on this planet. And he's willing to sabotage really great relationships and really great money making deals for himself just so he could be the prima donna and said he's the premier to the team. Uh, well, good luck, buddy, because I hope they steamroll you in Daytona with the brand new Mustang. Because um, selfishness doesn't get you anywhere in this sport, unless you're a Kirk Hendrick. I didn't say that. Um, let's see. Going back, um, I flipped the topics. Um, Bubble Watch. Oh, wait, hold up. Before we switch gears. GMS closing, y'all. Yeah. As of as of the that end of the hurt, season. Yeah. GMS is, is out here in these streets. I mean, the riding um, is
0: kind of on the wall today. Yeah. yeah.
2: Anybody want to elaborate? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll talk yeah, I'll about it for a second. So, I, I mean, I, when they made, when, when Legacy made the the switch to Toyota, the they announced that. Yeah, that, that was it. That was the end of it right there. Because, you know, I mean, you look at, Okay, Toyota lost KBM. How do they fix that? Okay, we we got Tricon. Uh, what a corny name, but they we have Tricon, and this is our development uh, team, which co- is, consists of who who I don't even know, but I mean I do know, but you know, so I mean, obviously, it was like is there really room for another like flagship Toyota truck team? Probably not. Um, and, you know, Maurice, Gallag- uh, Maurice Gallagher has got bigger fish to fry, you know, they've got a cut program that's switching manufacturers. It's getting a new level of support. They have to find the ways to build the infrastructure to make sure that that's not going to waste and harbor that land new sponsor deals. You know, I mean, it, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's just not worth it to them. You know I mean? It's kind of like, you know, you get a new job and you kind of stop playing a game that, with your friends that you kind of pick up. It's like, you know, look, this is great and all, but I got bigger fish to fry. So um, I hate it, you know, for only one of the drivers. Everything's got money. He'll go somewhere. Who cares? Uh, he'll be, he'll still be the one or two win a year guy. I don't, Daniel Dye made it very clear today that we're all poor and he isn't. I don't, whatever. I Go, you know, go hug Michael Waltrip, dude. Uh, and then, you know, Rog's Uh, with the unfortunate year he's had, it gets even worse. Um, All I can say is, you know, I hope that they put together something. You know, maybe he goes to Nice next year. Maybe he goes over to, um, uh, you know, Rev with with Sanchez. Uh, You know, maybe he puts together a full year over at APR. I don't know. Uh, Rodgers is insanely talented and um, has shown – flash is a brilliance so he probably could have been in the playoffs and uh, just didn't pan out. And I really hate it for him because I don't want him to be lost to time due to somebody else's, uh, you know, lack of foresight, I guess. So that's really the biggest thing. But I, I think he'll land on his feet. He's personable. They know his name. They told his story. Uh, I think he's got some, some some nice brands attached to him. I think he'll be
3: okay.
2: Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Yeah, Yeah,
3: I I would say um, my biggest thing is just wondering about where Raja goes. I mean, I think Carl really laid out pretty well, like the the landscape of what there is for him, and it doesn't seem like there's a ton of options. And you know, I just keep thinking back to that run he had. I want to say it's Kansas. It was just a mile and a half earlier this year, and was running well. I think it was in P two, and then the engine just blew up. And uh, WWT. yeah, okay, there it was. And just like if that doesn't happen, I'm sure he feels a lot better today, knowing he's got that tape out there, uh, of a complete race. Um, uh, so I just hope that he lands somewhere soon. Uh you know, he seems like a great guy and you know, I think he has a bright future ahead of him. And hopefully he doesn't have to step away from the sport just because of this situation. Um, we've seen it time and time again, right? Where if you don't have the the right window open at the right time, you never get another shot. And so hopefully that isn't the case with him.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. But um, like we said, we all knew it. We all expected it. And that's three more people needing a job. Um, so moving on to the bubble watch before we jump into Daytona. Um, on the Xfinity side, I had no idea that Riley Herbst and Parker Kligerman, of all people, are in a points battle. Um, Parker Clickerman is three behind to the cut line. Um, then on the Cup side, of course, Bubba's plus 32 going into this weekend's shenanigans at the World of Speed. Um, Daytona predictions, Xfinity side. Who wins? Is it Austin Hill? Does he get rewarded for re-signing?
0: Austin Hill, I give him the win, I said
3: well, you know, if he doesn't win, he's definitely gonna complain about it in the post race show. So that's one safe bet. He'll be all right. <laughs> I
0: just like? I've never
3: I've never seen a driver pout about not getting help from drivers that aren't teammates or manufacturers as much as he has this year. Like I, uh, that just reads me of the wrong way. Um, but I feel like Parker ran well at Daytona. Uh, In the past, I know Riley had a really tough going uh, at Watkins Glen this week. I think he finished, like, 34th or 35th, and, like, that really shrunk that bubble. Um, And Parker's been around for a while. I mean, he's definitely got experience over Riley. So outside of a new winner of, like, a a Brandon Jones or someone like that, I'd say Parker makes it in. Uh, It's only three points, so with stages, they could easily make that up.
0: Uh, that, that, you know, you just, uh, Art, you gave Brandon Jones a really good nickname. If I was Brandon Jones, I would call myself brand new. And then if I won a race, I'd be like taking up the plastic because I'm matching brand new. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think Austin Hill will probably do it again. Um, it'll be extremely shenanigans as always. Those guys can't not tear up stuff. So there's that, um, uh, you know, I I I laughed. I don't know if it was Art that said it uh, over the weekend, but when Austin Hill was like, I lost respect for Sam Mayer over that, and somebody was like, not the Austin Hill respect lost anything but, <laughs> uh,
3: <that> was- <laughs> like,
1: Sarah, who are you? You
3: acting like you're Dale Earnhardt I, out here?
0: Hey, look, man, look, Austin Hill, Austin Hill's Dale. a good kid and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just like, bro, I, I do what? Um. Yeah, I think I think Kligerman makes it in. Uh, I feel like Hertz probably gonna put himself in a bad position trying to get away from away from Kligerman and, and solidify his gap in the bubble, and probably gonna end up getting caught up in a wreck or being in a wreck, knowing how he is. And um, and uh, I think I think Kligerman makes it.
1: Yeah, I don't see any reason why Kligerman doesn't. Um, now, granted, he'll win, and I'll have to listen to you know some new crypto thing that he's interested in, which I will make me very upset. But but truth be told, like I said, he'll he'll probably do it. Um Riley does have a bit of a habit of just kind of just strange unforced errors. Um and that will especially given that they are separated only by three points. And as was rather astutely pointed out a a one decent stage finish will evaporate that. Um, so pressure is uh, pressure is on. Uh, suffice it to say, and this is where I think Parker's experience is going to win out.
2: It's definitely going to be interested to see him. I'm actually excited to watch the Xfinity Daytona race for once. I just hate how I know this is off topic, but I just hate how the summer races are shorter than the the spring ones. Like it being a 400 mile race Saturday is kind of annoying. Like I want I want more. It's Daytona. It's at night.
0: I I want more. I've always loved that. I think that's tradition. You know, that's, you know, a short Saturday night race, my 4th of July. Damn tradition. Well, you know, I think that's one tradition that should have stayed. You know, I mean, I don't I – we'll get into this in a minute, but I cannot tell you how much I loathe a plate race being the the final race of the, the regular season. But uh, I guess we can. I don't know anybody else or anything to say. We can shift over to Cup Watch they, for the weekend. They uh,
2: they did it for the ratings, and that's, and NBC yeah, knows oh, exactly obviously. what they're doing. Oh
0: yeah. Oh well, for sure. Okay. You uh, know, if, 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 take a shot every time Saturday, where where like where uh, Steve with tarts like you know. Uh, anybody can win here. Every position is one point on the racetrack. So keep, you know, just whatever.
1: Don't you tip me with Every a good year time. It sounds like thing. fun. Dude,
0: I hate Oh, man, I hate it so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's It's funny that you say that, you know, much like I think probably everybody here. My productivity has um, fallen off a cliff with uh, NASCAR Classics. Uh, so I've been having, you know, races on in the background uh, during the day. And it's funny when they st- basically when plate racing effectively became a thing, you know, so, I mean, they've been talking about, you know, this is wide open and, you know, pack racing and anything can happen. I mean, we've been doing this dance for, Lord, you know, 30 plus, you know, 35 years now at this point. Um, so it, it was just, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, one of those kind of the more things change, you know, I do not. I don't not of a double negative there. I think that the, um, that discussion, you know, is any less valid now than it, than it was then, you know, I understand why they did it. Um, You know, mostly because um, speeds were getting high, crashes were getting spooky on super speedways prior to. Um, But, you know, I do think it's, you know, at least now somewhat compounded by the fact that Basically, as we talked about earlier, basically everywhere but intermediates, um, the uh on track product is, is um, suboptimal, um, in in uh, regards, you know, in the eyes of most fans, uh, doesn't bother me too much, but I like watching the procession that is F1, so I don't really think I count there.
2: <laughs> then, uh, you know, we're doing something Saturday, we're trying to. See what 16 drivers gonna end up going to the uh the playoffs. Who do you have winning the race? I'll go last.
0: Uh for me, for, for Saturday, I want my boy to make it, but for me, as long as there's no new winners, I don't I for those existing winners, I don't care who wins. As long there's no, there's no as long, there's no new winner unless it's Bubba. But is this listen drivers? All, all of them, I don't care who wins. As long as there's no new winner. That we good damn. For me, I'll be straight.
3: Yeah, I don't remember who said it in our group chat, but someone said uh Brad Keslowski wins and Bubba points his way in. And I that's Kind of in line with like what i'm feeling i feel like rfk's had a lot of momentum in the last five weeks or so um and brad's been in the hunt in a lot of these cup races um uh, i'm sorry these uh, restrictor plays super speedway races um and he's always been great at talladega and he's been there late at daytona several times so I could see him breaking through with a win, maybe his final career win if he's able to get it at this point. Um, And I'll say Bubba gets in on points. Uh, I'm sure they'll be playing the the stage points game uh, early on, especially in stage one. If they they could win stage one, I think that would really be a backbreaker to a lot of these teams. Um, But, you know, with this race, like, it's a big deal. But I just think the fact that, like, Chase isn't in it. Uh, Bowman was a playoff guy last year. He wasn't in it. Like, those those names being on the outside, Bubba being right on the bubble, uh, it just makes it, for me at least, feel like a bigger race than it was last year. Like, it's in- hugely important, but, like, it just feels even higher stakes knowing the, <laughs> the competition that's out there. And, you know, to Carl's point about it being this type of race is the cutoff, uh, There's going to be a lot of drama, a lot of wrecking, I'm sure. You know, it's going to be a lot of sheet metal online for sale Monday morning, uh, just based off of cars that have been smashed to pieces. So uh, hopefully our boy can get it done. But, you know, all you can do is try and put yourself in the best position at these tracks.
1: Yeah, I it's always so tough. These races are always so, so wide open. Um that trying to, you know, predict who's, you know, especially on, you know, the plate, um, the super speedways. Yeah, it's just it's it's difficult. Um because so much, you know, it it seems like, you know, we I mean we've seen it time and time again at Daytona. It doesn't seem to really matter where you are. You know, somebody's going to inevitably do something stupid. And then, you know, that wads up half the field. Um, and it usually and we see it a lot late in the race at the front you know somebody tries to slot in to try and either make up a spot or tries to block a run they do it too late and it collects everybody or you know we have them you know scrapping over you know 20th and somebody goofs it and there's you know you know carnage everywhere so that's tough um you know, I could see, you know, if you you, know, you forced me to pick, I could actually see one of um, potentially, honestly, Kyle or uh, William uh, winning this. Um, you know, they've both been quick. William, you know, Byron particularly, has been uh, very, very quick uh, at the Ovals this year. So I could actually see him winning this um, potentially. You know, I think, you know, I think our boy will get it done. Um, you know, we'll definitely need to play the stage point game, you know, early, you know, gather up as much as you can to try and put, um, try and put some of the other bubble drive, basically put them on the caboose, put them out of contention uh, for the playoff berth. But I am, um, I'm anticipating lots of, uh, lots of drama, lots of uh, shenanigans, you know, you know, uh, you know, after, you know, the fact that by and large folks haven't enjoyed, you know, the couple of road courses, uh, car owners and drivers will be walking away from Daytona going, you know, are you not entertained?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, look, at the end of the day, the fan entertainment is what matters. Right. So I get while we're there. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I'm just not a fan of gimmicks and that's what this is. And, you know, it, it is what it is, but, um, I'll tell you what, man, as far as who I think's going to win, um, you know, God, I'd, I'd love to say Bubba all day long, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, it's, I, th- I talk all the time about, you know, numbers don't tell the whole story and you look at how he performs at plate races. And that's certainly the case there. Um, you know, was, was half a lap away from winning the 500 this year, um, half lap away from winning Talladega this year, and that was you know his own fault of his own admission, you know in position on the 500 last year, in position on Talladega last year, and the list goes on and on, you know, and, and so I think that he certainly has the mentality, he's matured, he understands how to do things enough that he can go out there and win Saturday, so long as he doesn't get caught up in somebody else's mess, but to err on the side of caution. I just want them to qualify well, finish well in the first stage, and then just, you know, kind of hang out, uh, you know, um, so long as somebody isn't leading that's going to be a new winner. As far if I had to pick anybody else to win, I'm going to go with Kyle, but I'm going to go with a different Kyle. Um, Kyle Busch is one of those guys that's really good at plate races, just doesn't have the finishes to finish as a show for it, um, was really solid all the speed week to Daytona. You know, I feel like your know, RCR is really good at the play tracks. Austin Dillon is a good pusher, uh, you know, substantially. So I think um, in a perfect world, uh, I think Kyle Bush winning um, and Bubba Walls pointing his way in is, is what I would hope for. But I'll tell you something else that just occurred to me. Uh, as far as I'm aware, there are. Only a couple of uh, summer Daytona race winners in in the playoffs right now. Kyle Butch is one of them. Can you guys think of any other one?
2: Uh, your boy Austin, no talent.
0: Dylan. Oh yeah, Aust- yeah, yeah. Austin's there. I'm thinking more along the lines of, uh, of one Ricky Stenhouse Jr. from Olive Branch, Mississippi. I, it would, tr- it would truly not surprise me at all if he managed to go back to back in Daytona this year. Um, it just feels Wrecking? like a record house thing to do. Yeah, it feels like a record house thing to do to like not be in the conversation pretty much the entire season, show up at Daytona, win, and refuse to comment. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I may slide a little money on the 47 this weekend. I don't know. I don't know, about
2: that. It's a well, dangerous I, game. I know it. I know it's a very dangerous game. But. Yes, um, I uh, I'm looking forward to qualifying Friday. If we qualify, if we get a sniff of the front row, I want us in front the whole race. Now, like y'all said, you can, you can, you can be in front of and caught up in something. Chances are slimmer because they're not going to be doing anything stupid the first three fourths of the race. Um, if that can't happen, I need you to be three spots ahead of Ty at all times. Yeah, um, I have faith in, in and Freddie and Bubba to make sure they'll keep a watch on one of the three Monster Energy cars that are running this weekend. Um, <laughs> I uh, that but that bag is deep, boy. Um, yeah, I want it. I want Bubba to win. I want him to walk off. I want him to get this done. Um. Personally, I kind of want him to win so he can also get in the owners championship. That just gives us more money to buy the SHR charters. So you know, it's, right. we going
0: forward. It, baby. And, and something else I forgot to say too is I think we have to look out for more than wrecking is the power of the of the Hendrick Chevrolet, the Cars dot com money, because there is no doubt in my mind that the 24, the 5, the 48, the 7, and the 77 are not going to be lined up behind the 9 all day long. I mean, you know, um, there is a lot to play for when you're talking about playoff appearances as far as money goes. And I would be amazed amazed if Rick didn't tell everybody that's involved with his organization, whether internally or externally, look, you push the 9, and I don't care about what else happens. Um, I think that is what we really have to worry about. The Chevys are really good at plate racing. They have the numbers. They have the power. I think that is going to be the biggest hill that they have to climb. Um, Now, I would love to see, quite frankly, uh, Chase just continue his path of not being on form, but you just never know. So uh, that's my biggest thing to look out for. I don't think a wreck is going to be as big of a threat. I think it's going to be, you know, just the Hendrick plate track,
2: uh, power that's going to be kind of the problem to look out for. But we'll see how it goes. Oh, Ricky. Well, I've kind of like our predictions. We're kind of all over the place. Well, ultimately, it doesn't effing matter. Bubba we'll gets those three points over Ty Gibbs. And as we hide in the back until it's 10 laps to go. And then bleep word there. I'll behave. I won't say it. Um, Cool. Moving over. Our new weekly uh, section, Ask Bonte, get your questions <laughs> in. Hashtag Ask Bonte. Hashtag
3: uh, Ask Bonte.
2: Uh, Bonte, this question he's comes off from. He's flipping off
0: the camera right now. So no, he's flipping nah. off the camera right now. I'm going to tell you folks, he loves the attention. All right. He does. The resistance of getting him here. You would have thought we were dealing with two like early two thousand era Britney Spears, he was being such a diva about the whole thing. <laughs> this like, man, they like, like Barack Obama. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't let don't let his persona online fool you of like thinking like, I don't like the attention, y'all gotta stop ragging on I me. Mean, he loves this.
3: He hey, he loves it. hey, I told you he's a people's champ.
0: He I'm so glad I get to witness it. Yeah, absolutely. After the damn questions. What what we got?
2: Well, okay. So this first question. Trisha Trishon Brown four. Appreciate you um, submitting this. Um, do you think Bubba could win either of one of the last two races of the regular season or point his way into the playoffs?
0: Um Let's worry about the win, the, let's worry about the win during the playoffs. Focus on you getting to the no, focus on yourself getting into the playoffs. That's what I asked for. Let's win during the playoffs, but we want to do it. We want we want to be in the playoffs. So I'll say worry about the playoffs first, then we're gonna start to going to one winning into stuff.
2: I mean, secretly I kinda hope Bubba does make the, the playoffs because you know where you know where one of them races is he got a trophy from. Yeah, it got um, a bunch of good know.
0: tracks a bunch of good tracks during the mm-hmm. playoffs. Like a lot of good tracks they they, they, really, they really good at good at. So on his way to the playoffs and then and, and then we and then we get started on business.
2: Oh, he got into this. I wish y'all could see it. Bonte jumped in the camera. That was, that was forceful. <laughs> um, this next question comes from uh, Sam H eight eight seven six. Appreciate you, Sam. Um, who's making the championship for?
0: Um, if I be honest with you, um, Truex, Byron, Bell. Bubba, yeah, I said
3: it. We're gonna say me now. I said it. It's spicy, that is, that is
0: bold. Yeah, it's a bold prediction, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. If, um, if, if if I get that right, I would do a double shoey.
2: You're already doing a double shoey if Bubba. Yeah, I tell
0: Saturday. you what, man. the Bubba wins Saturday, I'll do the double chewie in this place. I ain't listening to that Luke Cone song all day today for nothing. Do it on camera too, Carl. Right, look, I don't care. I'm not afraid of it, like you. I'm afraid. Okay, but I've gotten kicked out of worse places for doing better things, buddy. <laughs> so that's what you say, buddy Alright, that's all what we got, Jared?
2: That's we get two questions a week. Um again, uh friends, use your hashtag askbonte um on Twitter, and uh you may be Selected next week, maybe. Um, the questions down the with, below. With that, um, we're open questions, topics, concerns.
0: Yeah, I got I got one thing to say before we wrap it Anything up. Anything to
2: but, go off the rails about?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just one quick thing uh, uh, we didn't mention is that uh also this weekend the uh, the FIA Max Verstappen series comes back. So, um, you know, be sure to wake up super early to hear the, the Dutch being free twice this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the. the, the lap. Woo, man. Love it, oh. love it, love it. I got reminded the other day about um, the antics of, of, of Alpha Tauri sending uh, Sonoda back out when Lewis was lapping, like, half a second a lap faster uh, in potential to win or whatever, like I said, so. Bitter about that. Don't really care. Not gonna watch it. Whatever. Uh, Are we one week closer to him wrapping this title up, please? That's all I gotta say. The
2: parade of the Red Bulls because Checo isn't built like that. No,
1: he's
0: really not. He's not, man. He really
1: isn't. Yep. So I'm. Yes, I will be. Like I said, I you know I called it a procession uh, earlier. You know, procession behind the Red Bull. I will. I will be up at an ungodly hour all weekend watching because I am a because uh, I'm a masochist and I enjoy this. Um, part of me <clears throat> is kind of hoping that Max wins every race just so it can be so exceptionally damaging to the sport that they have no choice but to do something. But, um, but yeah, that's for. Uh, our, that's it for our Formula One chatter. Um, I gotta.
2: I feel like I have to be right with you and just watch practice and qualifying. I can't let my F1 TV subscription go to waste just because um, the accounting department in F1 just wants to continue to write off all the catering that Christian Horner does. <laughs> um, but whatever keeps him off the grill. Yeah. I'll exactly. Manage. Yeah. Um. What else? It was something else. Oh, I got a question. Why don't F one like change their paint schemes? Like, why is it like the whole race? Why is it? Is it like special like propaganda that they have to apply to get a, a new
0: livery? Like, what's the beef? That that's the question for another episode. No, I'm joking. <laughs> this man here. It's, it's open time. Why is um, it so
2: hard well, to change colors?
0: Yeah. Facts. Oh, wow. Here it is. Yeah. So I mean, and Danny can probably elaborate on this more, but basically, it's just the the marketing for those teams runs much deeper than what we see in NASCAR, um, and you know, also, you know, the when they design the cars, a lot of the times they take into account the weight of the wraps and the paint colors, and so you know that that changes that can be a problem but um yeah from my understanding is that it's just it's a marketing nightmare to do more than one scheme and also it's just tradition for them to do the whole thing of the year so that's why the one-offs we get now from like mclaren or mercedes or red bull or, or ferrari last year with the yellow cars is so special
1: yeah um and additionally um there actually are some um, provisions within the sporting regulations um, of uh, the FIA rulebook that actually there do pertain to liveries. Um, just I'll take it for the, you know, the five people who listen to this that care about Formula One. I'm uh, going to take a deep dive back. Uh, the year is 1998. Then um, there is a, a team called uh, British American Racing. So when they pulled the wraps off the car, um, and uh, it was a warehouse uh, somewhere oh, just outside. Yes, London. yeah, I, I remember, remember this. Yeah,
3: yeah, just outside
1: London. They because they had yeah. two. There was they had two tobacco sponsors. They had Lucky Strike, which was generally kind of gold, white, and red, and then they had 555, which you'll probably know from Subarus exploits uh the World Rally Championship. They wanted to actually run two different cars. Um, or two different paint schemes, one per car. But the FIA said, absolutely not. And funny enough, they actually attempted to uh, take uh, the FIA to court over it and lost miserably. And that's a whole other thing. Um, so they wanted to do... It was the zipper scheme. And uh, the FIA shot that down, too. Uh, but truth be told, the FIA... Because this was... This was sort of the, towards, dare I say, the end of Max Mosley actually being useful as the uh, president of the FIA, and we kind of get into his sort of vindictive era in the 2000s, so that's a different thing altogether, but, um, and since then, because you used to see one-off liveries a lot more prior to this. Uh, Benetton had run a number of one-off liveries for various races. McLaren has had a history of it for quite some time Um, Williams had as well Um, so it was not unprecedented uh, prior to this, like I said if anything it was a little bit more common Um, but the whole row uh, legal row between the FIA and uh, BAR about it was such a mess that I do genuinely think it scared off uh, teams from doing it more frequently trash. The chrome car this year was cool. And then yeah, they were white, like, who do you
0: think that, we are, Americans? Right. <laughs> change change
2: our livery. Yeah. Um, and the, the white Red Bull color was cool, too. I forgot why they raced that, but that was kind of fire. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, it was just a testing livery. Red Bull does just testing liveries every year, and everybody goes, wow, this is great. And then we see the actual livery, and it's just a variation on what we've had for the last That's 20 stupid. years. Yeah, I know. I hate it. Uh, The classic Mercedes livery from uh, the German Grand Prix in Uh,
0: 2017? It was a gorgeous uh, car. Of course, the race uh, was
1: absolutely the pot. I don't think that
0: was seventeen. I thought that was. I thought that was. uh... Well, no, I guess it was seventeen or eighteen. It was one of the years he was he was he was fighting with. Sebastian Vettel, because that was the same race that, that Vettel pretty much tossed his title hopes, but I feel like that was 18, but you're probably right, it probably was 17.
1: Yeah, it's it's in that vicinity, um, you know, admittedly, I, you know, well, I mean, we, we all understand it, we watch so much there, of this yeah, stuff, that it all blends exactly, together.
0: I'm telling you, except for Bonte, who somehow always knows everything.
1: Yeah, but, I oh, I, oh, I shut am, up. I'm genuinely slightly jealous of that because I just I think I just watch too much stuff, honestly, because yeah, like I'm, I said, it I'm all starting runs... to kind of
0: lose the lose grip on some of that stuff, too. So,
1: yeah, but um, so that's fun. Uh, we're running towards the end of um, getting towards the end of the IndyCar season. We don't have too much uh, too much left. Oh, and that's actually another thing. Oh my god, Alex Pillow is so messy.
0: <laughs> oh God. let's talk about this. I don't even I don't even follow the series, but I follow it's, that it's problem. And it's, it's pretty so, hilarious. It is so similar to last year with uh Chip Yes Anastasia. it is.
1: is. Huh?
0: Like what the hell? Is it like a repeat of, of this thing going on now?
1: That's basically exactly what's happened, but the difference is, is that Zach Brown is very angry about this and is actually he he served Alex Pelow uh Definitely served Alex Pelot papers. I don't know if Chip Ganassi himself has gotten swept into all of this. But I'm
0: sorry, but Zach Brown is literally a messy dude. And it's not, I and mean, he not is good. too, yeah. Yeah, I mean he is the, the big American cheeseburger eating messy guy on the grid. So this it makes perfect sense, honestly.
1: But I mean it's one thing I understand he, why he doesn't want to take this line down because Alex has done this before. Um, but it's like, just basically say that you got flim flammed by Alex Palou and moved on. You are not the first person to get screwed and you are probably not going to be the last. But I, that being said, the fact that this has happened, this is the second year in a row that we have had a, just a contract nightmare with Alex. At what point does this start to hurt his stock in the IndyCar driver market? And given that he was linked to a reserve driver role with the Formula One program at McLaren, not Aero McLaren in IndyCar, but there was some chatter that he could end up in a race seat at some point.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, it, what, like I said, at what point, you know, I think he's burned that bridge with F1. I yeah. Clear.
0: Yeah. I don't know a tremendous amount about the series. I'm trying to follow it as much as I can and, and read about it. But, I mean, I would think just from a general standpoint, I mean, you're back-to-back on this. I think it would hurt you tremendously moving forward because nobody's nobody wants to approach you because if they if, if Alex doesn't like the deal, oh, sorry, I didn't actually sign a contract. I'm sorry you put all your press stuff out there. So, I don't know. But uh, I, I was wondering that when I read up the other day about him. And that McLaren deal, I would, you know, I, but I think it has, it's affected them greatly, honestly. Um, especially if, you know, depending upon how this legal battle goes, you know, so
1: yeah, that'll be interesting. There's not certainly an indie car, there's not a whole lot of precedent for a driver versus a team. Um, you know, this is actually where JT it would be fantastic to have her here because goodness gracious, she is very good at following this stuff, but um. And that truth be told, actually I might DM her and ask uh, after we finish recording because I'm curious.
0: Yeah, we're in, in talks to get her as a regular right now to replace somebody else at a hero. So you know. yeah. actively
2: in contract negotiations.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But um but yeah, I don't I certainly can't think of a time when this is you know happened you know you've had periodic fights funny enough in f1 with the fia and the contract recognition board and of course the team teams uh because usually two two teams in question um adrian newey and um jaguar and uh mclaren in the early 2000s like 2003 2003 or something like 2003 2004 um and then jensen button williams v B.A.R. actually and that would have been like 2000 uh, 2005 or so uh 2006 it was early in his career um but does IndyCar have a version of the contract recognition board I don't I don't know I have no clue so I am I am watching this very closely, if for no other reason than for the next twist and turn. This will all almost certainly end with uh Alex staying at uh Ganassi, but it's gonna be a mess. And we're gonna have to to
2: dedicate um some topic time uh next time in between the the shots and high fives and cheers. Um for the majority of the show next week, but um, yeah. Anyone else? Questions, comments, concerns? Any last minute interruptions, Bonte? You good?
0: End the damn show, bro! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! Let me end it one time. You
2: gotta men- mention our, oh, our five star reviews.
0: Yeah, five. Yeah, and the Twitter. Exactly. Talk- Go for it. Oh, Close it off you- then. All right. Let's send start. us away. All right, all, right. all right. Thank y'all so much for watching. Make sure y'all like, subscribe. We we, we on Apple, Spotify. <laughs> no. Apple, Spotify, Google. Yes, Google. And yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about uh, other playoffs. And yeah, we will talk to y'all guys next week and see y'all later. We'll be back
2: next week with one, possibly two shoeys. Live on camera. It's going to be on the Twitter. Yes,
0: sir. Live on camera. Make sure. Hopefully. I'll a do a one.
1: healy. I have a heel that I can use. But bye.
0: <laughs> bye, y'all.